Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds in the studio the day before Turkey Day. Gobble, gobble, as promised. What's your favorite dessert on Thanksgiving? Pecan pie. My man, my man. I'm going to tell you something. I wasn't really a big fan. I do like pecans, but there's just something about the, I don't know, the way they kind of make it set up in the pie. It's always kind of bothered me. My wife this year was uh, baking pies at work, and so she was kind of going through all the recipes and stuff, trying to figure out which one she liked, and there was this one that added um, honey to it, kind of changed the consistency of it, almost like a cobbler, if you will. Oh, my goodness. It's become my favorite pie, and yes, pecan pie. You know why I like it? Why? Because it tastes good. (laughs) Ned Reynolds, everyone. I'm going into all he's the getting, ingredients. He, where he's, he, you'll look for him on the uh, food channel here in the next few <laughs> weeks in his food reviews. All right. I just wanted to get kind of uh, started out on a lighter side because obviously yesterday we had a uh, an Ozark sports legend pass and uh, it, he, he definitely left an impact in the area. And every, with everybody. There was no question about it. Billy V, Bill Verdon was uh, one of us. He had such an impact on the public as to really be a resonating figure, yet in a silent way. He never went out of his way to seek any kind of publicity, nothing like that, but yet he never said no. You went to him for some kind of a charity, anything anything of that nature, Bill Verdon was always there. Great guy, and I've got to tell you, Mike, because it, it to me, was instrumental and impacting as far as the human spirit is concerned. He and his wife had their 70th wedding anniversary on Sunday. Just Sunday, like 72 hours ago. And he was there. It was obvious that he was not really feeling well, but he willed himself, and I know he did. He willed himself to make it through that because less than 24 hours later he was gone. And he wanted to be a part of it. And was a part of it. I remember asking, oh, 70 years. How in the world? He said, well, really, my part was only 35. I was gone most of the time, which he was as a major league manager and and baseball player. But the fact that Bill was one of us. I remember a story. I'm going to tell this at his service on Tuesday. This, This did happen. Reporter came to town. This is a number of years ago. And said, I'm doing a story for a local, uh, actually a national newspaper chain on retired Major League Baseball players. How do I get a hold of Bill Burton? I said, well, you'd probably call him. That'd be best. I said, call him on the, on the phone? This is long before cell phones existed. I said, yeah. I said, well, do you have his number? I said, no, I don't offhand, but you'll find it in the telephone book. And he said, in the telephone book? He's in the telephone book? He said, yeah, he's one of us. Come on. There's no, no pretense. And sure enough, that's how the man lived. That's how he guided his life, and that's why it's it's such a big loss to uh, to have to say farewell, at least in this life, to a man who really had a distinct impact on all of us here. How to live, how to conduct yourself, how to be instrumental in what you did. I got a big kick out of the New York Times story yesterday on Bill's passing. They said, quiet manager, and yes, he was to us here. <laughs> he wasn't with his team. He was a different, ask, ask Barry Bonds or uh, maybe Richie Hebner or some of those guys how quiet he was. Huh? He had his word and his way went. The all-time winningest manager in the history of the Houston Astros. His, his record speaks for itself. Yeah, this is a very sad circumstance, and yet it's not. It's a time for celebrating what was a great life and 
a strong, influential figure for all of us here. Yeah, especially in the area. And uh, it, uh, like you said, the, the, the biggest thing about uh, if you can take anything away from him is try to be like one of us. Like this guy, you can be good at what you do, but that doesn't make you better than anybody else. You just got to be a... Be a human being to everyone else, and he definitely seemed like that's and exactly who he was. And we have numbers of people who don't realize that. No, and that is unfortunate, but at least uh, some of us do, Ned. <laughs> Pecan pie is your favorite. Do you have a uh, special Thanksgiving drink that you like to enjoy? <laughs> the drink of the day. <laughs> you know what that is, right? <laughs> It was a trick question, Ned. So what happened last night in uh, local basketball? Well, we had the uh, Bears playing in the second round down in Naples, Florida, and uh, played a very interesting game, played East Tennessee State. East Tennessee State's Buccaneers from Johnson City are not not a big name as such, but they are a very dangerous basketball team. And I I found this game to be extremely interesting by points of comparison. The Bears lose the game on a last-second shot by David Sloan of East Tennessee State. 77-76 77-76 to is the final score. Good game, back and forth the entire game, and uh, either team could have won it, and it turns out that East Tennessee State does. I wanted to see how some of the other teams in this tournament did. The Bears blew out Long Beach State the night before, 90-66, I think it was, or 91-66. So uh, Long Beach State played another team yesterday in the consolation round, got beat 81-40. to Then, ooh, this team is not very good. Well, we wanted to see. You make comparisons of how you play against other teams. Well, the Bears did lose. Will play again today. And they're playing George Washington, which is located in Washington, D.C., the George Washington Colonials. And they're pretty good. They're not great, but they've been in the NCAA a number of times. So this will be a good test for the Bears to see how they bounce back. And after this, they begin conference play of all things on December 1st. This is unprecedented to begin play in the league that early but it's one game then you <laughs> they're on conference the rest of the month and then go back into your conference play again at the start of the year it's a little experiment that's being tried but regardless the way it is the way it's going to be and the bears will pursue that as far as the Drury teams are concerned they had kind of a split day they're playing a tournament it's kind of a flip-flop tournament you're trading opposition and so forth and so on uh, with the ladies and the men well the Drury Ladies won, beat Saginaw Valley State, beat them 81-76. to Very close game. Now, the Lady Panthers get another test today against Union. They're a nationally ranked team. The Panthers, oh boy, they took on Southeast Oklahoma State and lost in that game 90-61. to The Drury men's team is under 500 at the moment. A new coach mm. this year, Chris Foster, and it, it's kind of a feeling out process. They will get better. They're just too good a team not to. But right now, they're still feeling their way along and trying to find the the right formula. They will play again today as well. The Drury teams play at 5.30. That's when the Lady Panthers play and the guys at 7.45. So it's a great way to start Thanksgiving, get out and see a little hoop. Absolutely. If you're in the area, definitely get out and support those teams. Now, so far this year, most of the games on Thursday have been actually pretty good going into Thanksgiving. You know, we've got three games, and I personally think they look like they might actually, at least the mid-afternoon and the evening game, <laughs> could be good. 
Uh, that first game, though, Bears-Lions, who knows? Um, I heard a report yesterday this might be Matt Nagy's last game as coach of the Bears. I don't know how you can release a report. We're going to fire him after the next game. But, uh, if we'll, they lose to the Detroit Lions, <laughs> they, they definitely will if he doesn't win. Uh, how do you like these this games? Is, this is unprecedented. Now, Detroit always plays at home on yeah. Thanksgiving. They're the only team in the National Football League ever to have played only on Thanksgiving. Their tradition started in 1934, so they are always home. There were times when the Lions were pretty good. They aren't now. They have the one tie this year with the Pittsburgh Steelers, and that is it. They're playing the Chicago Bears tomorrow in Detroit, and I found this to be extremely interesting. This is a tradition in the NFL. For the Lions to be at home, there were still tickets available for that game. That's how bad the Lions have been. They are winless other than the one tie. Bears are a favorite, but on Thanksgiving Day, anything can happen. Now, the Dallas Cowboys, since the mid-1970s, have played at home on Thanksgiving, and they are home as well. They're playing the Las Vegas Raiders tomorrow. That does not shape up. Well, it does, too. Let me backtrack on that. It does shape up as a pretty good game. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too, These man. are former Chiefs opponents here in recent weeks, and how they square off against each other, be interesting to see. It is pro football. Anything can happen. And then in the more recently installed Thanksgiving night game, which, of course, is done for television purposes. The Buffalo Bills go down to New Orleans, play the Saints. Saints got blown out by Philadelphia last week. The Bills got beat at home in Buffalo. Boy, who's going to rebound here? So we do have three games. There is also one college game tomorrow. And the college game is a traditional rivalry. It's called the Egg Bowl. And it's in Mississippi. It's Ole Miss against Mississippi State. These are two pretty good football teams who don't like each other. They do not like each other at all. And this game will be in Starkville. That's where Mississippi State is. So there'll be a big Thanksgiving night crowd on hand. It may be a little bit damp down there tomorrow night. But regardless of that, those fans in Mississippi turn out for Ole Miss and Mississippi State, a great rivalry. Really, and we got great games on Friday and Saturday in college football as well, too. So, um... But yeah, I think it's interesting how the the way it's shaped up for the NFL games tomorrow, it's almost as if you've got three games of wounded animals playing <laughs> each other that are really needing to do something. In a sense, that is right. Literally every single team in that. I would teams get, who do need to rebound, <laughs> yeah. and they will be playing, and that's just the way things have Dangerous, worked Dangerous, uh, wounded animal Thanksgiving schedule in the football world. So, um, uh, everyone knows by now, but uh, Kansas City Chiefs were supposed to play the Broncos December 5th, and it was a noon game, but uh, the NFL, for some reason, was like, nah, we're going to flip-flop. You guys are going to go play Sunday night. Well, it's of course, it's a combination of the NFL and NBC. They're the ones who have the flexing right. It's part of their contract, and they've exercised this one. I must admit to you, and like you, I am surprised they picked this game. The Chiefs and Broncos doesn't shape up as being a real good game at all. Kansas City should route Denver. They're not... They're not really in the ballpark as far as skill is concerned, and yet they've chosen this one to be at night. And I'm wondering if this is because NBC doesn't see a resurgence in the Chiefs. NBC has the Super Bowl this year, and I'm thinking they are thinking, well, this team's headed for the Super Bowl again. Let's give them a holiday preview, or not necessarily holiday, but into the holiday season preview on a Sunday night and see what happens. Uh, That may be their thinking. I think there are better games to have put there. Maybe the Steelers game coming up in a couple of weeks, but no. Only allowed to flex one during this period. And that's what the uh, NBC folks and NFL have decided. The Chiefs and the Broncos, and it is December 5th 
and Ned Chalk will begin at five. Yeah, instead of ten. So sorry about that. Uh, yeah, I honestly was I kind of on the fence about going to that game, and obviously I can't now. It's since it's a night game, but uh, I feel for the guys and gals that are like traveling in for that game that had to change all their planes. But that is the way it goes. AFC West rivalry always going to be a good thing, and uh, another night we're going to have to stay up late. Ned, you have a wonderful Thanksgiving with the family, and I will see you in a couple days, and sir. And you all have very, very nice Thanksgiving. Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds.